Recording. Recording. Recording is active. Wait for the clap. Did you hear it? There was. I heard it. I heard the clap. All right, now. Isn't it like a sexually transmitted disease? (laughs) Wait for the clap. It's coming. I wasn't going to say it. Huh? And that's our cold open. And there, yeah, I was about to say there's the cold <laughs> open. I was actually just thinking we talked so much before we started that we weren't going to get a cold open, but there it is. That is that is one cold open, y'all. That is the that coldest is... open I've ever heard. Freezing, <laughs> <laughs> nice. In five, four. Ladies and gentlemen, is it time to yourself... start? You you would be that person, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? <laughs> He's that Those, person. The last. He's the last. He, he waited just... for that. Wait a he minute. Did. But but wait a minute though. You you stopped counting at four. I thought you got a yeah. hiccup. What the I'm pros sure do? You did. Circle. Come on. The, the pros sure go at did. least to three. You're a semi pro. You know what? Will Ferrell was a semi pro once. I have no response to that. Exactly. Am I counting by again? I think we're all right. We're already in. It's too late. Well, fine. I'm going now. You're in. Ladies and gentlemen, consider yourselves fortunate because whether you clicked on this podcast on purpose, on accident, or perhaps it's being used to torture information out of you, you had best prepare yourselves to be entertained. That's right. We are about to produce another installment of your soon-to-be favorite waste of time. MSVS proudly presents Once Upon a Recast, the game where we remake movies into everything that they were never meant to be, but perhaps should have been. I'm Shane, the reigning champion, and therefore this week's host, and with me always, uh, as always, are my co-hosts and this episode's contenders. First we have, he's probably best known as Captain America, okay, no, not that one. Uh, He's actually best known as Thor, no, still not that one. Okay, okay. Actually, best known for his role as Star-Lord. Seriously, we didn't get him either? Okay, well, what we do have is my brother. His name is Chris Roberts. So he's someone. I'm, I'm the fourth best Chris you know. Now, don't forget about Chris Pratt. No, not Chris Pratt. Chris Pine. No, not we Chris don't, Pine. We don't talk about that one. <laughs> Chris don't Christopherson. Chris don't forget about Chris <laughs> Christopherson. Uh, we also have... Star of the Disney Plus series, Hawkeye. I, are you kidding me? We didn't get Renner either. Okay, well, who we do have, in fact, is Jeremy Young. And his name is, in fact, Jeremy. And he is younger than some I'm people. Second, I'm the second best Jeremy, you know. And we certainly cannot forget Don't the forget about Jeremy Young. Batman himself. Okay, I guess I should have known we would not put Batman with Thor and Hawkeye. So we do have Michael, though. Michael, who in fact is like a square with no corners. Circle. So if you're new here... Yes. I am the best we, Michael. Michael Circle. We like to uh, to rewrite movies to hopefully hilarious ends with specific items, people, or ideas as part of the story. And we, we've changed those things around. And I, being the all-powerful judge, am going to hand out was likely going to be some points and i'm going to decide at the end who's the winner and therefore worthy of being our next episode's judge so that move that person's going to then get to pick uh, what our next episode is about the movie and the topic so that's how this works i don't know why you don't know that at this point because there are a bunch of episodes out and you really should have started at the beginning but there you have it so this evening amen i hope that you are all feeling the need for speed because tonight's movie is Top Gun. It, it is very awesome. The Top Gun Academy is not for, you know, special elite school for the best of the best and pilots and all that kind of whatnot. That's not what the school is at all. What is it, you may ask? Well, I'm going to find out at the same time as you, viewer, because the contestants are going to provide us with their stories that are going to give us the answer. So that is how this is going to work. Now, before we can get into that, we have to decide an order for tonight's uh, tonight's events. And so usually, you know, I, I have to think of a question at this point in time to decide this. And in the past, it's possible I didn't have that question prepared. But this time, this time I have a question. 
and it seems legitimate. So, gentlemen, I want you to think into your vast knowledge of all things movie, sitcom, television, other words, <laughs> and think about scenes that involve speed. Some kind of some kind of chase, yeah. something of that nature. What would you say is the uh, the best chase scene or that type of thing in cinema? Um, Think about uh, that. I've, I've yeah. got one. Oh, I was gonna say take some time, but Michael apparently doesn't need time. Michael Michael's just goes right off, the, right off the cuff. Listen, since what do you got on your cuff, Michael? Well, I'm looking at my cuff here. There's a bit of a stain, and also an Autobot because since 2007. One of my favorite chase scenes, even though it was short, was the freeway chase of Transformers. The the Decepticons were coming up behind the Autobots, and they were Optimus Prime got in the fight with uh, Bone Crusher, who was on rollerblades, and it was one of the coolest scenes of all time. All right, well, Michael mm. Circle pulled that directly off of his cuff. He seems like uh, he's he's got some solidness to his answer there. See, it's good to keep things on your cuff. I'm gonna go with the. Um... The train that chases Dr. Richard Kimball from The Fugitive. And I knew that one would get Michael because he's not thinking of the actual film The Fugitive. No, he's thinking of the spoof where the train actually is hiding among the trees. Yeah, that, that, and jumps that out to Richard Kimball. Wrongfully yeah. accused. Yes. yes. Wrongfully accused. I'm going to be honest with you. As soon as you said that, I actually was thinking of the same th scene that we have discussed, I believe, previously on the show. Yeah. We, we have discussed previously on the show, yes. <laughs> yes, it was great. Get the TIE fighter running down Porkins. I mean, that's pretty solid. You got uh, uh, Porkins. You, you got a Shout course, Porkins. Uh, yeah, no, you, you've, got, you've got, of course, Fast and Furious, where you've got, you know, the brothers, before their brothers, chasing each other down, and later chasing together chasing down another bad guy who's later going to be their brother become their brother and family and in, in, in a later fashion by it feels like every oh, bad guy is a good guy hey listen but that's I'm what gonna, happens when you live your life a quarter mile at a time yeah things change quickly after a quarter mile i'm gonna go with the blues brothers oh oh i, I feel like ah. from the time in which they they leave and it's uh, 108 miles and they now that is have, one of the greatest chase I mean, scenes of all time. It, it really is. It's epic. So so much so that when they get to the end, you know, the Bluesmobile just falls apart. It, it I might be I might be wrong on this, but but I believe they crashed more cars in the making of that scene than in any other movie. Yeah, it was the record. I know they did at the time, but I don't know that they've they've overcome that. Like any movie since then has overcome that. Blues Brothers 2000 may have broke the record purposely, mm. but to me, uh, you they... know, I, I think that the original chase scene will always be the best one from the from that you know series. Anyway, I I really like that. That's a good one. Yeah. That had a little bit of everything in that chase scene. Okay, right down to hut, hutting down the side of a building. All right, so we have we have Transformers, we have the Fugitive, and we have Blues Brothers. Coming, coming from left field, but yet with one of the most classic chase scenes there is. So here is what I think the order is going to be. Jeremy Michael Chris. There we go. That, that could be a person's name, but it's not, to my knowledge. <laughs> it really could be a person's Wait, name. Now I have to find out. Yeah. Is you, are you... <laughs> I, I've Michael. heard Michael as a last name. I don't know if I've heard Chris as a last name. I actually know a guy named Michael, Michael Chris, Chris, which is actually pretty funny. <laughs> Michael Chris. Here we go. But it's a, a Jeremy guy. Michael Chris. There's a guy named Jeremy, Jeremy. Michael. I, I never trust yeah. anyone with three first names. And Jeremy no. Michael been arrested. <laughs> it's hard enough to get past two first names. We have our order. And so... I think we're uh, we're good to go. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to recast. Oh, that would have been so good had you not broken out there. <laughs> I've heard yeah. it both ways. <laughs> All right. Okay, so so I am up. Right? You are up. Here we go, oh, yes. Jeremy Young, I mean, I'm, getting it started. I'm, I'm feeling it. 
Okay, so uh, uh, what I've decided to do is since we're choosing the school for, for Pete Mitchell, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Maverick, um, I have decided to go with, um, uh, as a recast, uh, or you know, the change of the story, I'm going to go with a school for miming. And, uh, and, and the mission will be to, to save the universe. But it's going to be key to be able to be just the very best mime that has ever existed. But it's not just any mime, because for Pete Mitchell to become the ultimate mime, he's going to the greatest mime school in in uh, the mountains where there is a sect of monks. Who There's a what of monks? Of silence. Monks. They're a sect. What's that? That's not sects. Is not, it? We're not talking. Let's just we're not ease up here. Porn, pornification here. Let's just ease we're, up we're here. We're talking now. a division, a grouping of monks. How's that? A, uh, a, a murder, a murder of monks. <laughs> um, okay. So, and, so Adrian's probably there. Yeah, he probably is. And and they've yes. taken a vow of silence there, and but they specialize because they've never spoken in being able to act out everything. And so they are the ultimate in miming schools. So he, Pete Mitchell, is going to this miming school. And in the spirit of that, I'm going to begin to mime the story for you all right now. And so it begins. Okay. Well, that is that's a very bold move. It's a move I don't think we've, uh, we've not seen this tactic used on this show before. But uh, we'll, uh, we're just going to roll with it. Um, that being said, while uh, while Jeremy mimes his story to us... Oh, you guys I should have seen will... that. That was a really good move, Jeremy. While, uh, while he is miming, I think we will uh, move forward and go ahead and give the, the listeners something to listen to as they continue to visualize what it is that Jeremy's doing. I feel like he's probably going to be able to really project that through the nothingness. So uh, I believe our next story up was uh, Michael Circle. Michael Circle. All right. Listen, listen. Focus hard on Jeremy's mind. But listen to this story. Because I'm about to blow your minds. I'm going to blow you out of the oh, sky. You, like, I really thought you were about to say I'm going to blow your mime. <laughs> I mean, oh. I really missed my, missed my beat there, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. It, right. was, it was right there. I thought that's what you were building up to. It was... Toss down, right down the plate, swing and a miss. Okay, well, my movie is called Top One. Okay. Super simple title. I like it. Okay. Uh, We're going to have Pete Mitchell, who instead of being played by Tom Cruise, will be played by John Cena. I have uh, Pete Mitchell's dad is going to make an appearance in the beginning beginning of the movie, played by Lloyd Bridges. Because Lloyd Bridges was in Hot Shots, and he was one of the funniest men in the history of the world. Uh, we also have Tom Kazansky, who is Iceman, who instead of Val Kilmer will be Dolph Lundgren, the Russian. Uh, Charlotte Blackwood will be played by Elizabeth Olsen. And finally, Nick Goose Bradshaw will be played by Michael Sarah. You guys know who Michael Sarah is? Do you know who Michael Sarah is? All right. You know give me reason? give me a picture. Give me a picture of Michael Sarah. Um super bad. Give me another picture. Uh, he's super bad. He did the voice for Robin in Lego Batman. <laughs> I accept this. <laughs> so picture Robin from Lego Batman. <laughs> That's what I'm choosing to do. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> Good choice. We open with Pete Mitchell's father. And he is killed in a scaffolding accident while training for the most prestigious scaffolding program in the world. He was never fully admitted, but Pete was there that day at ground level as he watched his dad die, saving his swing man's life and falling to his death. Ah! Of course, we then go into the theme song. I should now go ahead and disclose to you that the movie... Is about window cleaners. <laughs> and the theme yeah, song. Yeah, I already gathered that. I'm already, <laughs> I've already liked this movie. And the theme song goes 
Birds fly through the clean window. Gotta take a ride on our big clean scaffold. We'll clean so hard you'll go through the window. A little through the window song there. Yeah, I I heard that. (laughs) Flash forward. Clear blue sky. Camera focuses in on the side of a building full of glass. Windows gleaming in the hot sun. Birds chirping in the background. And a slow rush of noise getting louder and louder before, just before a swinging scaffold shoots past vertically, straight up through the camera. Pete Mitchell and Nick... (laughs) Pete Mitchell... Pete Mitchell and Nick Goose Poop Bradshaw are cleaning windows faster than the others working for their window cleaning company, Top Foam Cleaners. You said poop. I did. His it name didn't is take Goose long poop. to bring it back out. Yeah, I, I heard you added poop to his name. <laughs> he literally just added poop to his name. Uh, talk to me, Goose Poop. Oh, you guys should see... It's Jeremy Young right now, miming laughter. It's great. Oh, so they're cleaning windows faster than any of the others working for their window cleaning company, which is Top Foam Cleaners. They finish first, and they wait for their quote-unquote competition to finish the job. And over the radio, we hear, Way to go, Maverick and Goose Poop. You win again. Too bad you never accept your prize. Who wants their day off next week? Maverick says, we don't need the day off. We feel the need, the need to clean. He says, permission to buzz the front office? Permission denied. Maverick grins at Goose Poop, kicks the brake, and the scaffold drops, zooming past the open window where Mr. Glass is being paid by the building manager. He drops his coffee on the manager and then has to give him 10% off for the entire work order. Pete and Nick are called into the office, of course, to be yelled at. He says, Mr. Glass says, your ego's making smudges your sponge can't scratch. He says, if you keep this up, you'll be cleaning bird poop off a 20-story high-rise in Hong Kong. And he says, too bad I gotta send someone to this elite window cleaning program in Dubai, and you two bozos are the ones I'm sending. Pack your bags. You're going to top one. Now, flight to Dubai, where the best window cleaners in the world are. They get some warm-up time on a couple of 60-story buildings next to a Russian duo. They start arguing, and Pete gives the Russians the bird. A literal bird. He catches the little pigeon, the little Dubai-ese pigeon, in his hands, tosses it over there to him. That night, they're, of course, at the canteen. Canteen? Cantina? Cantina? They're at the bar in Dubai. Yeah, we'll say it. I've heard it both ways. They're at the bar in Dubai when this beautiful woman walks in, played by Elizabeth Olsen. Charlie, or Charlotte Black, Charlotte Blackwood is her name. And, of course, all the guys immediately alight to her, like birds. I'm sticking with the bird theme here. They alight on her and start uh, trying to hit on her to see who's going to win this dove's heart. <laughs> no? All right, really, stop. You're really leaning in hard with the birds there, aren't I you? I really like birds. There's nothing wrong with that. Of course, the musical number. <laughs> Pete Mitchell sings, You'll never close your blinds anymore when we clean your glass. Oh, no. It goes on, but there's probably some inappropriate lyrics to that song. <laughs> so the next day at training. Maybe. What is it, Chris? Just wonder where you were going with that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next day at training. Oh my goodness, this is so absurd. <laughs> well, it gets it gets a lot more absurd. I can tell you now. <laughs> so the next day at training, they're all talking and laughing Jeremy, about. You can't mime those words. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's... sorry. Go ahead, buddy. <laughs> they're sitting at their desks the next day at training. They're laughing and joking about the the antics that they've pulled the night before. When, of course, Elizabeth Olsen, Charlotte uh, uh, Blackwood walks in. And uh, they they have a conversation about uh, Maverick and 
Goose Poop giving the bird to the Russians. And of course, Goose Poop says, we were keeping up with international relations, you know, giving him the bird. They, she says to everybody in the room, you're competing with the best in the U.S. Uh, the U.S. of A. Sorry, you're competing with the best of the U.S. of A. against the best in the world. Suit up, we're going up a building. Over the next week, Pete and Nick show why they, Nick Bradshaw, that's Goose Poop. They show why they're the best, the fastest window cleaners. But there's another who is kind of close. His name is Tom Kazansky. After a couple of days on the job, he says to them, I don't like you. You're dangerous. You go too fast. Fly too high. You're reckless. And that uh, dynamic between the two characters is set. One training day, Kazansky is going faster than Pete and Nick. Talk to me, Goose. How are we going to beat this guy first? He says, Goose, Goose Poop says, you got this, Maverick. Maverick looks down. 45 stories up. Plenty of room. He ties his rope around his waist without telling Goose Poop and jumps. His weight pulls on the pulley system of the scaffold. Scaffold shoots upward at a high rate of speed. He is much bigger than Goose Poop, so the scaffold rockets right up to the top. What he didn't realize was there was a knot in the rope, and the scaffold makes a sudden jerky stop, flinging Goose Poop into the head rails of the scaffold and over the edge. He lands on a paint cart 50 stories below, green paint spilling out all around his lifeless body. Maverick never wants to compete again and is, you know, kicked out of the program for violating OSHA safety standards, of course. After a lot of fighting and aggravated assault, motorcycle riding, you know, pretty much a whole bunch of down stuff, and then some encouraging and motivating words from Goose Poop's widow and Charlie. He's still not going back. No, no, no. This was too hard to come up with. He just can't come back there. It's, it's too hard. Kazansky comes up to him. He says, We have received intel that a Russian assassin has made his way to the end of the tournament. And we need to be the best and fastest to beat this guy. Because he's going for somebody in the top penthouse suite. I don't trust you. But I need you. And with that, Pete joins in. Because, yeah, who's not going to join into that fight? Now, it's tournament day, baby. The place, the Burj Khalifa. The first duo to the top with window cleanliness as a focal point wins the one top one trophy. So, Maverick and Kazansky fly up the side of the Burj Khalifa, cleaning and watching, pulling ropes with the strength of John Cena and Dolph Lundgren from the 80s. They're going very fast. A couple of dubious undercover Russians disguised as Frenchmen, because who would worry about them, overhear their conversation about stopping them. And they pull their guns with silencers and try to take them out, but the duo sees it just in time and ducks while pulling heavily on the ropes and raising their platforms. They are flying up the side of the Burj Khalifa when they see another Russian assassin group coming down. They stop their ascent and drop instead. The Russians hurry their descent. He says, Maverick says to Kazansky, I'm going to hit the brakes and they'll fly right by. And when they do... Their expert knowledge of these lifts kicks in, and they knock the breaker off the brake off the charging rushing platform. The Russians fall. The rope breaks, and the falling couple swing, crashing into the Russian the other Russians' assassins' lift. After that, there's a big party at the Burj Khalifa, and uh, Kazansky says to him, "You can be my swing man anytime." Fade to black. Okay. Nice. Well, that. Was about as absurd. That was as absurd and funny as I was hoping for. <laughs> Thank because you. I'm going to be nice. honest with you. Whenever I uh, just heard for some reason, as soon as the word scaffold came out of your mouth, I was already <laughs> done. Let's break it down, if you will. Um, so I'm going to top one. You stayed simple. Nothing wrong with that, though, with the uh, with the title. We're going to give uh, 50 points for that because I can. Um, the, uh, the casting seemed solid to me. I enjoyed it. Um, especially envisioning Lego Robin as Goose Poop. <laughs> That's a, the thing about Michael Sarah is he's tall, but he's very scrawny. So him going with, uh, with John Cena, John Cena being the weight that jumps off, he's not <laughs> holding him back too much. And, and Michael Sarah is going to fly. I am going to give a hundred on the, uh, on the casting. All right, getting into the movie once again. So it does not seem to me that your opening should be very funny to me, but for some reason it was. <laughs> it was 
It shouldn't be funny because people are killed in scaffolding accidents every year, Shane. I I know you know, and you know this, and you wrote it anyway. It's <laughs> yeah, so, a bold move. I spent some time. Move. I spent some time on the OSHA website. All right. So the uh, the opening scaffolding accident uh, with the talk of the swing man. I like that. It was a hundred points. Um, the fact that you changed Goose's nickname to Goose Poop. You literally just put the word poop. <laughs> On the end of the name yeah. that already existed, that's worth fifty points to me. Yeah. Um. The uh the need to clean line, fifty points. Uh, buzzing the office, fifty points there as well. I enjoyed the little bit with giving the Russians the bird, fifty points. Song in the bar that sadly we only got the first line of, so that this could remain a kid friendly show. I'm gonna give a hundred points to that because. I almost cried whenever that song started. Given 100 points for the bar song that we only got one line of. The second scaffolding accident that also should not have been funny. 50 points. All of these things could not bring Maverick back. And yet Iceman just basically comes and says, I need you. 50 for that one. The Russians dressed as Frenchmen. 50 points for that. I think it's fair to say that we have no more fans in France. <laughs> well, I, to be fair, we haven't been as mean to French women. True. <laughs> so it may only be the male population. And uh, finally, I actually enjoyed the way that you were able to defeat the assassins. You 50 points for that. And so if I add all those numbers together, which I'll do right now in my mind, that looks like 750 points. So uh, Michael Circle, with our second story of the night, first story to my knowledge still going in, we'll check on that in just a moment, with the second story of the night, has accumulated 750 points, putting him nice. in the lead. We're going to uh, check in real quick with our mime story. We're going to see how that's going. It appears to me we have a classic box going on. Mm. That's, that looks interesting. I could see how that'd be useful in saving the entire universe because that's the big thing with this story. He's not just he's not just saving a, a man. He's not just saving a country. Uh, the universe is at stake, and that's really upping the odds from the original movie. So uh, that's such a bold move there too. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll check back in with the mime story uh, after we uh, we check in with Chris because uh, Michael has actually set a pretty pretty solid bar. At 750 points and a lot of absurdity. So that the is. question is, is Chris going to be able to top a scaffolding accident and some Frenchmen? Let's find out. Well, that is, that is in fact, the question, Chip. Uh, mine is also absurd. I'm not going to tell you the title just yet because you will find out as we go along what that title is. I will tell you that my movie is directed and produced by one Ben Stiller, who is also playing Lieutenant Pete Maverick Mitchell. That's right. Yeah. This is a Ben Stiller production all the way along. So uh, this movie is made in 2001, but still set in the 1980s. Um, Goose is played by Owen Wilson. Uh, we've got his wife, uh, Carol Bradshaw, played by Zoe Deschanel. Um, Charlie, uh, his love interest, is Christine Taylor who worked with Ben Stiller in Dodgeball and Zoolander. So we have a little bit of a a, a coming together here of, of, of folks. Iceman is Will Ferrell. Slider is David Duchovny. Hollywood is Vince Vaughn. Wolfman is Jack Black. Cougar is Alan Tudyk. Merlin is Tim Robbins. Uh, Marcus Sundown Williams is Eddie Murphy. Uh, Mike Viper Metcalf is John Voight. And Rick Jester Heatherly is Jerry Stiller. And finally, Commander Tom Stinger Jardian, who's the commander of the aircraft carrier, is none other than Robert De Niro. All right, so with the that's, casting, that's, 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 quite, a, that's quite, a, quite a cast right there. That is, that is quite a cast. So we open with Maverick and Goose alongside Cougar and Merlin as they are approached by two Soviet MiGs. Yes, we're, this is still, they're still in fighter jets. This is still happening. So we get some great flying that ensues, accompanied by some rocking 80s guitar. And they are not to fire unless fired upon. And so the MiGs get Cougar and Missile Lock. He gets spooked. Maverick decides to have some fun, so he does a 4G inverted dive with a MiG-28 and takes a Polaroid picture while practicing his foreign communication. And so he gives him the bird. 
And so back at the aircraft carrier, later Cougar turns in his wings, and Commander Tom Stinger Jardian calls Maverick and Goose into his office. And he says, while well, he appreciates their bravery, he reminds Maverick that your ego is ready, checks, your body can't cash. Are you suffering from insanity, son? Maverick responds, I don't suffer from insanity, sir. I enjoy every minute of it. Well, that wise lip of yours is going to get you into trouble someday, but today isn't the day. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but you and Goose are about to get the opportunity of a lifetime. The U.S. Navy has a brand new top-secret school opening up where you will be trained with the best we have. It's called Top Pun. Our Defense Department is trying to defeat the Soviets by training our pilots to be the punniest airmen in the sky. It's a punapalooza of pristine punnery. Cougar just turned in his wings. He's out. You and Goose are in. Cougar, sir, would have never made it at Top Pun. And why not? Well, sir, he's a kleptomaniac, and it's hard to explain puns to kleptomaniacs because they always take things literally. You really think you're a smart one, don't you, Maverick? Tell me, is it ignorance or apathy that's destroying the military today? Sir, I don't know, and I don't really care. That's enough, Lieutenant. You're just lucky they started this program. Well, you know what they say, sir. When life gives you lemons, make lemonade. When life gives you melons, well, you're just dyslexic. Save it for top pun, son. Save it for top pun. And so we get to top pun, and Maverick is there with the other pilots, the best and wittiest the U.S. Navy has to offer. They're soon introduced to Lieutenant Commander Jester, who introduces them to Commander Viper. He says, this man has survived enemy attacks involving pepper spray and mustard gas. That makes him a seasoned veteran. What do you have to say? It saved your lives. That one, that one got me. <laughs> Thank you. There's a lot more to come, so enjoy. He says, gentlemen, welcome to Top Pun, the Navy's top secret weapon against the Soviet Union. You're here because you are the best of the best, the princes of pun, the wizards of words, but we'll make you better. Please give your attention to Jester at the whiteboard. Jester says, gentlemen, I'm a big fan of whiteboards. I find them quite remarkable. <laughs> a moment. Puns, play on words. Some call them dad jokes. We call them our best defense against the Soviets. Here you will learn from the best and be ready at a moment's notice to make anyone laugh, cry, and groan at the same time. You will be competing for the top pun trophy. It will be awarded to the punniest duo at the end of your time here. Hollywood breaks in and says, what lies at the bottom of the ocean and twitches? Hit a nervous wreck. <laughs> Wolfman chimes in. What did one flag say to the other? <laughs> Nothing. It just waved. <laughs> Boys, that amateur stuff may have worked where you come from, but here, you're going to have to bring your A-game. And so Goose chimes in. Says, boys, I went to buy some camouflage pants yesterday, but I couldn't find any. <laughs> man says, that's nothing. I renamed my iPad the Titanic. So when I plug it in, it says the Titanic is sinking. <laughs> Maverick replies, I guess it's true what they say, Goose. Light travels faster than sound. That's why some people appear bright until you hear them speak. Mm. Just remember, Maverick, when everything is coming your way, you're in the wrong lane. And he who laughs last thinks slowest. We then get to the bar where Maverick tells Goose that it is indeed a target-rich environment. Mav spots a young lady with a plate full of greens and decides to approach. He says, pardon me, ma'am, but I couldn't help but wonder. Are you a vegetarian? She says, why, yes, I am. He says, well, that's a big missed steak. <laughs> Come up with that one yourself, <laughs> did you? <laughs> yes, ma'am. And might I add, if you were a fruit, you'd be a fine apple. <laughs> Look, what's your name? He says, I'm Maverick. She says, did your parents hate you or something? No, ma'am. I'm a pilot. The best pun pilot in the world. Uh, I've heard better. Oh, now, don't go baking my heart. She says, I couldn't if I fried. Keep working on it, kid. You'll get there. Charlie leaves, and Goose asks Mav how it went. He says, 
I'm like the guy that lost his mood ring. I don't know how I'm feeling about that. The next day, Charlie is introduced as the civilian instructor at Top Pun. She says, I'm here because of my work at the Defense Department and my extensive work on puns at the Improv. I also have a photographic memory, but I never developed it. You have something to say? Maverick, is it? Just that I was wondering why the ball was getting bigger. Then it hit me. Charlie and Maverick secretly began seeing each other because she's actually impressed by his great punnery. So they meet for a plain pizza at her place. And Maverick says, you know what tops a plain pizza? Charlie looks at him lovingly and says breathlessly, nothing. Cue, take my breath away. They later meet meet on the bottom floor of Top Pun Academy, and she asks why he doesn't take the stairs. He says, I don't trust stairs, because they're always up to something. In the elevator, together, alone, they kiss. Charlie says, making out in an elevator is wrong on so many levels. The pilots begin to all fly against each other and against Jester and Viper while using their best puns. And so cut to F-14 Tomcats flying around his danger zone, is playing on an 80s guitar. And you start to hear the puns come in. Puns like, what kind of shorts the clouds wear? <laughs> Thunderwear. And, and you hear this one. A shovel pass flying school, top of his clat pass. He's a real ace of spades. And then somebody says, huh, geology rocks, but geography, huh, that's where it's at. And finally you hear, gentlemen, I'm not a doctor, but I'm losing my patience. We have to be better than this. So Maverick says, Hey guys, did you hear about the guy whose whole left side was cut off? <laughs> he's all right now. But just then, he's caught in Iceman's jet wash and goes into a flat spin. And Goose is able to eject him, Mav. But of course, he dies in the process. <gasps> and Maverick is devastated by this. He meets with Goose's wife, Carol. And she says, Goose loved to pun. When we first met, I knew he was the one when he laughed at my fruit jokes. It's like my mama always said, if he can't appreciate your fruit jokes, you need to let that man go. <laughs> he loved to fly and pun with you, Mav. He loved it. So as Jester and Viper try to get Maverick to engage again, Charlie informs him that she's been reassigned and will be leaving soon, and it's just the entire world is collapsing around Maverick. So Maverick is given Sundown as a co-pilot, who once again is played by Eddie Murphy. And while engaged in combat with Jester, Maverick freezes and can't come up with a good pun. And so upon landing, Sundown says, We had him, man! We had him! One good pun, and he was all ours. Any pun would have worked. Like, what did the donkey say to the couch? Nothing, because donkeys can't speak. What's the difference between a teeter-totter on a ranch and a donkey's grandpa? Give up with it. One's a yee-haw seesaw, and the other's a hee-haw peepaw. Or, or, or wait, wait, wait. What do you call a donkey with one leg? A wonky donkey. Finally, Maverick says, that's enough. Why are all of your puns donkey puns? And he says, because I really like donkeys. Finally, he says, I am the pilot, and I will pun when I am good and ready to pun. Okay. I hate it when you got someone in your face and you try to give someone a hint and they won't leave and then there's that big awkward silence, you know? Big awkward silence. Maverick turns and leaves. He's later invited to Viper's house and Viper tells him that he knew his dad. He says, your dad was a mediocre pilot at best, but he could tell a dad joke like no other. I heard that he passed recently. Maverick says, my dad unfortunately passed away when we couldn't remember his blood type. His last words to me were, be positive. <laughs> well, you need your dad's puns now, Maverick. We've all lost friends. They come and go, but the puns, the puns remain. Maverick says, I used to be indecisive, sir. Now I'm not so sure. There's an emergency in the Pacific, and the cadets of the top pun school are called into action against a Soviet air threat. Iceman and Slider are joined by Hollywood and Wolfman. Maverick and Merlin are on deck. A dogfight ensues, and the puns are flying hot and heavy. There's only one problem. The Russians don't speak English, and they can't understand a word they're saying. Hollywood and Wolfman are hit and have to disengage, and Iceman and Slider's universal translator has been taken out. Iceman says, what do I do? I'm really not a great pilot. I'm only here because of my dad jokes. Then he hears, easy, Iceman. I'm coming on your sixth. 
My translator is working just fast, just fine. Maverick, you better hurry up. I didn't think you could be funny anymore since Goose died. I don't even know why you're here. Ice, I'm only friends with 25 letters of the alphabet. I don't know why either. All I do know is that we're going to pun-ish those Soviets. We hear slight Russian laughter and groans. Hey, did you hear about the man who was accidentally buried alive? <laughs> it was a grave mistake. What's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? A hippo is really heavy, and a zippo is a little lighter. Comrade, no more, please. They're bugging out, Mav. You did it. I, I thought this was it for sure. It was the apocalypse for us. Maverick says, easy, Berlin. I don't think Ice and Slider know what apocalypse means. So what if I don't know what apocalypse means? It's not the end of the world. The theme song plays as our heroes make it back to the aircraft carrier. Once aboard, Commander Stinger tells Maverick that he'll have his choice of any placement he wants in the Navy. He says he wants to be a top pun instructor. He's informed, oh, they're shutting that down. We decided that trying to beat the Soviets with dad jokes was a terrible idea. The pilots you scared away were so traumatized that we nearly started World War III. So what now? Maverick says, I don't know. Without my puns, what am I? I'm like the guy who invented Zero. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. The end. Roll credits. Holy pun. Uh, once again, stay pretty, stay pretty simple. Basic on the uh, on the on the title. Nothing wrong with that. We're gonna we're gonna give you a fifty. The casting one fifty on the casting. The general premise fifty points. Um, I had to yes. obviously. Uh, I did not feel I could just give out points for every pun given because I'm just gonna be real. There were too many. It was hard to There's keep so up many. with. Um, so many puns. So before I knew there were about to be seven million puns thrown upon me. Uh, I gave 50 Whole movies for the, a big pun. It is. I gave uh, 50 for the initial pun jokes that were that were granted yes. in the initial discussion of it. Um, I gave 50 actually specifically for the seasoned veteran joke because I really... <laughs> that was a good one. Gotcha, didn't it? I really yeah. liked the seasoned veteran. Um, yeah. um, then I have down here next, I have pilot jokes. I gave a hundred for the pilot jokes. I enjoyed those. Fifty for the uh, the bar scene jokes. Fifty for the pizza scene. Fifty for the flying. Fifty for the widow pun. Fifty for the donkey callback because I'm I'm presuming this is a callback to to Shrek and the fact that he is donkey. <laughs> Fifty for the uh, the donkey callback. Fifty for the father's last words saying, "Be positive." <laughs> you, you, you caught that. That's good. <laughs> I, I did, and um, I was hoping you would. Uh, I'm uh, then going to give a final fifty for ending it with "thanks for nothing," because you see, the man, the man came up with zero, and zero is yeah. nothing. Nothing. I'm going to be honest Boy, with that you. Was, that was as, as ridiculous as I imagined it would be. I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I. This, both of these stories were everything that I hoped was going to happen whenever I put forth. <laughs> uh, and I look, we still haven't seen the conclusion of the third story yet. So um, we have not. So let me see here if I'm adding this up right. So. Um, that is a total of 800 points. And if I recall my math correctly, that puts you just a hair or 50 hairs, ahead of Michael Circle, who also provided me with a great deal of laughter. Indeed by he killing did. people by throwing them off of scaffolds. Yes, Because for some reason, when you do that in a movie, it's funny. <laughs> well, Michael does it, it's funny. It just is. Well, exactly, because he's a safety guy. He is a safety guy, so <laughs> he knows how to do that safely. Ah, he knows how to kill people safely. I know how safely. to kill people safely on scaffolds. I That's think right. that expert knowledge there is worth some points. Oh, is it now? Well, we probably need to check in with Jeremy, um, <laughs> see if we're getting close to the conclusion. I'm seeing another box. The box is popular. You can Maybe. tell it's a different oh. box. Oh, okay. Okay, because this box could be the universe as a whole, and I think the previous box was perhaps being trapped in his own mind. And you That's saw what that. I'm translating. And you saw that first box was more squared-ish, 
while this box is just a little less squarish. I believe he is miming the epic battle that ends in a sea of sadness as Maverick mimes his death to save the universe. Yet the universe mimes their thankfulness in a quiet celebration. <laughs> and I believe he's now miming the credits. <laughs> oh, wait. At the end, I see what he's saying here. Maverick rises, revealing he is alive because he out-mimed death. And now he's saying, let me see if I get this right. Yeah. Maverick will be back in a high silencer two carnival of catastrophic calamity. That's brilliant. That, that is, that, and that's the end of the uh, the the miming uh, story. I hope you all really enjoyed that. I, I I hope. I mean, I put a lot into that. Truly epic. A oh, wonder really of nature. It. It, I'll tell you what was difficult for me because I, the the part where I had to mind the sadness when he found out about you know his his doctor Doctor Green dying. And 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 the fact that he uh, miming miming giving death the uh, the bird was important for me, and then of course uh, one of the things that he couldn't do was allow Doctor Green to die in vain because he was Maverick's grief counselor. Oh, absolutely! And, and he was so great at his job that Maverick was able to move forward. I felt that but, scene uh, deep in my heart. No, I, okay. I had no, no idea you were such a talented mime, Jeremy. You uh, it, it was you really went above and beyond. I dug deep on that one, and uh, I'm I'm like perspirating here, uh, or perspiring. Well, that's, that, yeah. I I think that's the main. I've heard it both ways. It's the main way someone can tell whether a mime really went all out is based on the perspiration. Yeah. Yes. Also, I forgot to use deodorant. I just mimed putting it on. So ah, that does help. I'm gonna I'm gonna hand out some points here. Uh, let me see. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I feel like we're gonna give a hundred points for miming a story rather than actually telling the story with a mouth because that's something that's a completely new concept that I haven't seen on this show or any other podcast. I think he just revolutionized Once Upon a Recast. I I think he did. (laughs) One day we should do an entire special that's all mimed. (laughs) We should do that. Yes, all of us. I'm not sure that I, um, I, I... Maybe the podcast may not be the best medium for miming but i had to give it a shot well I, I had to mime the shot of course but of, of course i'm gonna get 50 for the first box 50 for the second box um, i'm going 120 for the sequel that was set up um, 100 for out miming death that's um, pretty brilliant hey, listen, it, it you, is you've got to keep up with those interdimensional relations I, that doesn't sound correct to me but okay <laughs> Um, I was miming the inappropriate words for Michael, so he's there for me. I appreciate that. I, I was about to say the the miming of the bird to death. I believe it was seventy five, and then of course the universe miming back thankfulness. I'm going to go ahead and give twenty five on that. If I add that all up, that's five hundred and twenty points. That's a look, that's a solid outing for using no words. Let me tell you what I had thought of when I thought of, no one no one went the direction that I immediately thought of. I was going to send him to a culinary school. I actually almost went that route. And I imagined Maverick as this free spirit who was going to be played not by Tom Cruise, but by the Tom Cruise impersonator guy. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You mean and, he was, <laughs> and, and he was going to be the guy who just ridiculously spices everything and also uses super high temperatures in the oven to get things done fast because he doesn't want to wait around for it. So (laughs) I was going to have, obviously the obvious choice is going to be Gordon Ramsay as the instructor of the school. And I really wanted, I really wanted to have a scene. Really? This is, this is the scene I wanted to get to. I wanted to have a scene where, you know, hotshot Maverick here, cooks a chicken, not a goose, because goose is the goose expert. He cooks a chicken, and he does so in like five minutes in his blazing hot oven, serves it up to Gordon Ramsay, who of course looks at it and is like, this doesn't look right. He's like, you don't worry about it. And Gordon cuts it open, turns it around to reveal that it is burned on the outside and it is completely raw in the middle, and says, Maverick, welcome to the danger zone. That was going to happen. It was going to be amazing. Nice. I also had an idea for like a uh, naked gun type comedic scene where 
Goose yeah. was going to get knocked into an oven, and that's how Goose was going to die in this movie. <laughs> they really cooked this goose. <laughs> yes, and like I was Tucker someone was evil there. Or someone Tucker, Tucker was and Tucker versus evil. Yeah, yeah, he was going to you know get hit in the head with a whisk or something and go flying across the room into an oven, and then someone's <laughs> going to come over there and be like, "This goose is cooked." All right, it's just so many puns, so many. All right, well, I, All right. I think that concludes our episode. We had a we had a hard fought battle. We had two worthy stories of ridiculousness, but in the end, uh, Chris Roberts just barely edged out Michael Circle. Uh, Chris, do you uh, do you have a victory speech prepared? I do, as a matter of fact. You know, yesterday I accidentally swallowed some food coloring. The doctor says I'm okay, but I feel like I've died a little inside. You're welcome. Good. All right. Um, I, I actually, I actually, I actually do have a have a have a victory speech. I do want to thank my my worthy opponents. Uh, I want to thank my brother Shane for uh, giving me uh, more points than uh, everyone else. Um, and and I thank you all for your your worthy contributions that were worthy, but not quite as worthy as top pun. All right. Yes, he was right. Hey, listen. All I know is my mom's sister said that she is but an aunt to that story. (laughs) There it is. There it is. All right. Well, as I finish yawning here, I think that uh, think that does it. I think it's time we've done an intro. I think it's time to do an outro if we're into that kind of thing. So uh, there you have it, folks. We have a winner. Chris Roberts is going to be our reigning champion. That means that pattern here. Are you? If Chris is competing, he wins. <laughs> in the words of Confucius, "Man who runs behind car will get exhausted, but man who runs in front of car will get tired." <laughs> <laughs> I just can't stop, guys. That's a perfect. You gotta wrap close. this up. <laughs> Well, for those of you who have enjoyed all of this uh, mayhem and punniness that has been going on, yeah, you can uh, click the subscribe button and the like button and uh, any other buttons that you want to hit, but uh, I'm not going to hold myself liable for any other button you hit that may, in fact, destroy the world. Um, But whatever button you hit, just uh, hit it with purpose. Also, you can tell your friends about the show. They probably want to hear about it, and even if they don't, you should tell them anyway. So that's uh, that's that. Make sure to turn uh, tune in to next episode as Chris is going to. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this again. We're gonna see if it works this time. Chris will unjustly judge us by joyfully jeering to the delight of our jovial audience. That is you, and you will enjoy it, or at least you can pretend that you do. So for Mike, Chris, and Jeremy, this is Shane saying. Stay classy, Recasters. <laughs>